Welcome to AI Home, your podcast for real estate resources and independent living strategies for the disability community. Why? Because accessibility is home. Supported by Horizontal Homes. So April is coming upon us, and while many may think about flowers and sunshine and summer just around the corner, it is also that dreadful time where taxes are due. Yes, April 15th is less than three weeks away. And I started thinking about a recent protest I went to. It was about two weeks, two months ago. And it was with a political activist group. And I had no idea that in Montgomery County, there are only four golf courses or golf resorts in in the county and they're very very expensive they take up a lot of law land land that is at a premium simply because montgomery county is uh, the second most populous populated county in the state of maryland and is also the richest uh, county hence the golf resorts and i came to realization realization or was notified that for some reason, the state of Maryland has deemed that these four golf resorts, only these four resorts in Montgomery County, not not other golf uh, resorts out in Baltimore or some more rural northern areas of the state, but only these four in Montgomery County get su- substantial tax exemptions, and I mean substantial to the tune that. If we use property assessment rates as they stand now per acre, and the total of these four golf resorts could literally bring in a hundred million dollars in taxes per year if they paid their dues. A hundred million dollars. That is a lot of money. And of course, we were there to sit outside one, one of the resorts on our golf golf resorts on um, Rockville Pike, and there was about, you know, 15, 15, 20 of us there. We had a big old banner, um, and we decided to have signs as well, chanting, trying to get notice. And if this wasn't bad enough, this obscene of having these golf resorts having tax breaks, something else occurred during that time. So it's... I've made it very clear in my other podcast, but if you're new to join us, I'm I'm paraplegic. I'm in an electric wheelchair. I'm not a, a, a big thing, but, you know, I do have a loud voice. And many of my comrades were saying, hey, we could use that money for uh, education. We could use it to supplement the budget in other ways. I, of course, was there to voice the disability aspect and said, you know, $100 million can fund 100 uh, disabled homes and I did not want to bring a big old sign it was difficult for me to carry so I, I just grabbed a cardboard that they had and a marker and, and, and wrote it out so here I am uh, I had some other person next to me there's a few people behind me you know maybe 20 feet away from me was uh, the big banner that said no 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 taxes should be exempt and I was shouting with them, and there was this uh, individual who had crossed 
the sidewalk uh, more than once and I I didn't know who he was and didn't know what his purpose he wasn't with us and after about the second round he literally came up and handed me 25 cents I'm, I'm not playing so here we are was we're yelling you know no 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 tax no tax uh, for regulation and all this other stuff and he comes up, not to anyone else, just me, like like in a beeline. Like he had been going up and down the sidewalk, like I said, two or three times. And eventually, he stopped back up and did beeline for another eight feet to me. I thought for a moment he wanted to read my sign more clearly. I thought maybe he wanted to ask me a question, probably about my disability. If you are paraplegic, you know that the craziest questions come up at the most inopportune time, and you have to make a decision when not you're going to answer those questions. And that's what I thought was going to happen. But instead, the son of a bitch thought I was a fucking bomb. Yes, I am a bomb in a wheelchair, chanting with 15 other people with a big-ass a banner just 10 feet away, a sign that apparently you didn't bother to read, and yet you thought 25 cents? I mean, granted, if it was like 5 or $10, I would have fucking taken the money. I, I ain't lying. I, I would have taken the money gladly because you know what? It was fucking cold. It was in the middle of February. Luckily, it was sunny, but the wind was chilly, and I will use his $10 pity money to go buy me another fucking cup of coffee. But 25 cents? I mean, saying I'm a bum is one thing, but what the fuck am I going to do with 25 cents? What is anybody who doesn't have any money going to do with 25 cents? Really? 25 cents? And you know what is sad? This is not the first time something like this has happened. You know, I, I had shown pictures to some of my family members and they said, Well, Angie, you you kinda you know, you know, you kinda kinda look like it. They got all quiet. I go, Kinda look like it? What what the hell are you talking about? Kinda look like it. And they said, Well, you know, the sign, it looks like something some some bomb will quickly hand write and stuff like that. And I said, Does context mean anything to you? Like what? Why? Why would a a sign, uh, uh, somebody, a beggar, a uh, a person off the street, so it be, walk their ass down to a fucking protest? It wasn't like I was somehow separated, and I and I, you know, I said, and the only thing you see is the picture of me because I figured you didn't need to see photos of everybody else. You know, you're not related to them, and. Uh, I said, so, you know, context is everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, there really is something to be said about the whole situation. And it made me reflect um, for another, you know, this has happened before. So a few years ago, it was summer, it was hot. And one of my girlfriends wanted to go to this uh, secondhand store and wanted me to meet with her. And so, you know, if, if you are disabled, you're probably... Uh, always, always concerned about getting to a particular location, you know, timely because 
shit happens. Like things that the able-bodied community just can't even fathom. Like you know, oh, uh, my dog actually tripped uh, the circuit breaker off of my wheelchair, so now it doesn't move, and I have to get off the floor, crawl around to turn it on because you know these wheelchair manufacturing companies can't put the button in the fucking front where you can actually reach it. So, you know, stuff like that. Not like that happened to me recently. <laughs> but things happen, and so you're always in a hurry. So needless to say, I end up getting them. And I want to set the, the, the picture for you. So I'm, I'm sitting outside in front of uh, the door, waiting in the, in the sun because it was a nice sunny day. And I had uh, green shorts on. And I had a vintage green shirt with um, a, a star, and the star was basically camouflage, you know, like you see for, I guess, the military, as I, that becomes apparent why I say that. And I had sunglasses, sunglasses, and I was just waiting, I had been waiting there for probably about 15, 20 minutes, my girlfriend ended up being late, and again, you know, I was there early, so it was pushing past, you know, definitely, definitely 20 minutes, and out of the blue, somebody comes up to me, looks at me, and hands me five dollars. I was flabbergasted, and I said, "Um, no, no, thank you." And he proceeded to push it towards me, like, "No, no, please, please take it." And I said, "No, no, no, I, I don't need it." I was absolutely shell shocked, and he thought that I was basically begging for money. And yet, in this particular situation, I didn't have no sign. Uh, I mean, granted, I didn't have any makeup on, but last time I checked, I was clean, I was dressed, I didn't have a military jacket, it was a vintage t-shirt that was matching, I mean, I didn't have no trash bag near me, my wheelchair did not look like it was falling apart, and why would I be begging in front of a secondhand store, like how much money would I possibly be making? So. Fast forward, you know, a few years later to the protesting that I had uh, participated. That's why you all, I learned my lesson, at least from that, is that if someone hands you 5 or $10, go buy yourself a cup of coffee for their stupidity. But, of course, in this particular situation, when I would have been just a wee bit more prepared for it, it was $0.25. Cents. I can't even buy a stick of gum for $0.25. Cents. And it's just appalling. And I wonder how many of you out there that are listening today, being disabled, what kind of stories have you come across what you are trying to advocate? And I don't, I mean, I don't mean like the one-on-one of advocating for, yes, your your taxi service needs to be wheelchair accessible. But I mean, the in the traditional sense, going out there, protesting, raising hell, what what kind of stories have you faced simply because people cannot imagine that you are there just like any other able-bodied person voicing your rights for the betterment of others and not seeking pity, not seeking help or a handout? I'll be curious to hear the stories because I know I'm not alone and unfortunately, you know, being amongst other protesters clearly does not provide the indication that I'm actually there to help someone else other than myself. But circling back to the actual uh, protests and 
going beyond the stupidity of one individual. Uh, you know, it, unfortunately, we did lose that particular fight. The county who had to vote first before they could um, ask permission from the state to change their mind and not accept this. It was it. We lost that the the council, uh, county council. It was we missed it by I think about two two three votes. So it was close. You know, people had never heard of this. Uh, this happening. I had not until I got involved with the organization, and so it was. It was a good fight, and I probably would have left it there. And until I read just about the other day, a March I think it's March twenty fifth uh, article from the the National League of Cities, which focuses on cities' rights, and it was talking about the fact that many cities or counties. Are prohibited to provide rent control from the state legislation, and you know what? If I had heard about uh, tax exempt for these golf uh, resorts in my county, I was I will be a little bit more skeptical. So I continue to read the article, and it's fascinating simply because apparently the reasoning behind it, the reason why states may limit cities. To have the ability to set their own rent control for their houses within their own communities, is because a lot of people get fearful of of having property values decline. Now you know you can you can agree with that or disagree with that, but at the end of the day, it is the cities that will have to find ways to house these individuals who cannot afford housing. They don't go away, you know. I I think that's something that we tend to um, forget. We just say, "Oh, we don't want them in our neighborhoods," and eventually, and unfortunately, I don't know、um, if this is really addressed accurately. But eventually, if you do not pay attention and ensure that people have adequate housing that they can afford, they live on the streets. That's how you get people with disabilities on the streets. That's how you get people of color on the streets. It's not because they're not working, okay? It's not that they didn't have a job. It's not because they are drug addicts or criminals. That's not how it usually starts out.、It、usually starts out with having poorly paid jobs and not be able to afford the basic utilities of life, including housing. And so that's how you get these people on board. And it's obscene to think that that cities who want to say, you know, no, we 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 see these individuals every every day. We we know they're going to go shelters. We know that if they don't go shelters, they are going to go into criminal activities and oftentimes、uh, get into drugs. Whether they're dealing or they become addicted, it's just it's, it's it truly is a domino. And and cities may want to actually change that. But it's the states who are concerned about the property taxes and property values are saying no. And I think it's、uh, ironic for me. I was reading the articles at what particular states are better and what states are not.、Uh, the state of Maryland is not really、uh, identified. I'm assuming it's the middle of the road. But the best one, one of the best one, is the District of Columbia. Um, and I think the reason why is perhaps maybe because they're not a city, 
I know people tend to forget that they 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 have representation, but they don't get a vote in in Congress, and so they run in this quasi uh, state city. But but at the end of the day, they they are a city, and they they try to take care of their own, and so they have very good uh, rent control uh, capabilities for the district. I think that's quite fascinating as a byproduct of the fact that the District of Columbia is not a state. Some of the worst ones is my. Home state that I grew up, go Indiana. Yeah, just another reason why. Um, but they, the state prohibits quite frequently for cities to be able to uh set uh, rent control. So just another reason why I left the state of Indiana. But while while we're in tax season, I think it's interesting to think um when we do have to pay for our property taxes, what what are they for? What are they for? If your state does not allow its cities to provide rent control, because trust me, if the state is preventing the cities to do it themselves, the state is probably not doing it at all. Now it's time for on the top shelf. Because sometimes it feels like everything is just out of reach. Here, I will be talking about assistive technology and other tools to make your house that much more accessible. So I'm gonna first talk about for my this is my first time doing on the top shelf segment, and the product or the tool I am going to be talking about is called. Uh, is for pull-down drawers for your kitchen, upper kitchen cabinets. The company that I recommend for, and I have about three or four of these shelves in my own kitchen, is called uh, the company is called Rev A Shelf. So it's R E V dash A dash Shelf. So it's pretty pretty simple. There are other companies out there. I have not tried them because they are extremely more expensive. Like you know, anywhere between a hundred fifty dollars to two hundred. So, how much is this um item? You say? Well, um, on Amazon is around two hundred sixty dollars. Uh, please shop around. Um, there are a lot of other uh kitchen uh companies online that do carry them. But a note of caution: if you are shopping around, or even if you're going on Amazon. Please make sure you are looking for pull down, not pull out. I'm sure that's a really sick joke, but I don't know who's listening, so I'm not going to say it. But you want pull down shelves, okay? Because pull out is just simply what it sounds. There's a uh, the shelf in the kitchen, and it pulls out horizontally. You want a a option to have a shelf in a kitchen cabinet to actually be pulled down vertically, up and down, not horizontal. So get pull out uh, kitchen cabinet shelving. And the company gets Revit Shelf. And I'm gonna quickly describe it because uh, unfortunately uh, you can't see it. <laughs> that's why you're listening to a podcast, right? Um, you're probably doing something else, and that's. That's what I do all the time. So um, let me quickly describe it, and then I'll talk about the dimensions and why I like it so much. So it is um, two chrome wire basket, um, like a shelf, uh, one on top of the other. 
uh, there's plenty of room to put a lot of perishable items. Uh, certainly like, you know, macaroni and cheese and, you know, your various uh, rice and uh, even, even cans. Uh, plenty of room. And it has a nice handle uh, at the bottom with a, a, bl- a little tiny little grabby cushion black foam. Uh, in case you have, I don't know, delicate hands. Uh, I certainly don't. But some of us do. And when you grab it, it pulls it down to about uh, a foot, okay? And it needs to be fits in a kitchen cabinet a size of anywhere between uh, 24 inches or 36 inches wide for your kitchen cabinets. Please, please, please measure your kitchen cabinet. Don't do what I did. So I had a lot of different um, upper kitchen cabinets. And some had um, glass in them, some didn't. I knew two were kind of small and the others were, uh, uh, other three or four were much larger when I bought my home a few years ago. And I had put one in the, uh, one of these uh, shelves in the small one that had uh, glass. And I thought for sure that it was the same size because it looked like the same fucking thing um, on the kitchen cabinet above my oven. And so I ordered another one because I did not have enough. Well, apparently that one particular kitchen cabinet is something special. And it was just two inches too narrow, non, it's two inches not enough wide. So um, please measure it. But if you do have standard kitchen cabinets and not something custom like I apparently did, um, you should be fine as long as you know whether or not you need a small or a large, but please, please measure. And so one of you may be thinking, you know, why why do you have it? Um, obviously, like I said at the beginning, if you are a short individual, if you're a person like me in a, a, in a wheelchair, um, it really allows you to use your upper kitchen cabinets. Now, that doesn't mean you can use the full capacity of your upper kitchen cabinets or your wall-mounted kitchen cabinets, the same thing. Um, And what I mean by that is, unfortunately, you cannot put these two uh, chrome wire basket shelving uh, at the very tippy-top of these cabinets. You have to put on a lower, lower portion. And why? Well, simply... Um, if you can't put it up above and, and, and things like that, but I don't know if you're short, besides getting a, um, a stool, uh, you will be able to reach the bar that's, uh, slightly underneath the lower basket to pull it down. Meaning you can't find one of these that drops down beyond, uh, about a foot or a little over a foot. I would need something that would, um, pull down like two or three feet if I want to use the upper portion of my kitchen wall cabinets. But, you know, it's still great um, because if you are someone that needs to use all the lower portions of all your drawers, you will quickly find out that there's just not enough space. I mean, I'm a single person and I have all kinds of crap between the pots and pants and and. Um, all the dishes as well as the non-perishable items. So to say, hey, of these five or six uh, wall mount cabinets I have, I can now have two baskets that is for the lower portion, or half is another way, half of the capacity I can use now. 
Um, now, why I like the Revishelf, there are other um, companies out there. There are, even if you Google, there are a lot of do-it-yourself options. But those do-it-yourself options, here's a word of caution. They don't talk about having hydraulics included. It's just the, the springboards and the, and the baskets and the screws and, and, di- and the dimensions. And the reason why having uh, hydraulics built in like this company does is that um, you don't have to worry about how much crap you put in as far as weight. One thing I was a little bit worried about is like, do I have to fill this up that to you know kind of a light capacity as far as weight goes? Um, because I was afraid that once I start pulling it down, it will keep going. You know, gravity takes a hold of it and it just go slam me down hard and. Um, afraid that perhaps I might damage it. But because of hydraulics, it compensates for that. And also, it's not automatic. So I don't want to, you know, say it is, but you really don't need a lot of pressure. You might need a little bit more pressure, obviously, the more weight you put into. But, you know, if you have dexterity problems or, you know, it's hard for you to move your, you put any pressure with, with your arm strength, um, as long as you don't pack it to, to the gill with uh, more than, you know, five or six pounds, you should be just fine. Because it also, once you push it up, um, it, you know, as long as you put some moderate um, pressure, it will guide itself back up. It's not automatic, but the high, hydraulics certainly do help when you put it up and when you pull it down. Now, you may be thinking, how difficult is it to um, put into the wall cabinets? Do I need a specialist or, or a contractor that's experienced in, in this? The beauty of this is absolutely not. That's why I love it. There are simple instructions, um, and it's, you, all you have to do is take out the actual shelving um, in your wall cabinets, and which is not hard most of the time. It's just um, a platform that's that's literally just slide into some grooves. So you just pull your, your shelving out, and then you do have to assemble it yourself, but all, they have all the screws and nuts and bolts that you need for it and simple structure. It took, I had a, a friend, um, he was an engineer, um, but, you know, you don't need an engineer. I just said, you know, you should be able to do this. Um, and he did put all of them together. Um, and again, there was about three or four in about... Uh, two hours, you know, and that's from, you know, literally taking it out of the box and reading it and, and assembling it and putting it in. And it screws just nicely into your wall cabinets. But again, it's entirely up to you if you can reach um, the lower portion of your wall cabinets. You know, obviously this is not for you because spending, you know, $260 for each one can rack up. But again... If you are tired of feeling like nothing, uh, everything's out of reach because uh, it's on the top shelf, literally in this particular case, which is why I'm starting this uh, this session with this particular product, I guarantee you, find the money and, and get it. Uh, you can, again, there are plenty of YouTube videos out there that, that show what it looks like. So if you want, if you're interested and you still don't really get what I'm saying, because uh, seeing is a believing sometimes, I get it. Uh, please go on YouTube and Google it. Again, 
please be cautious about the do it yourself because they don't necessarily talk about having the high drugs. But if you are on a severe budget and you can uh, refrain from putting a lot of heavy things in there, um, then that might be a way to go about doing it because it's nothing but at that point uh, wire ba baskets and hinges and some springs, things on that nature. So I really do appreciate everybody listening to my very first episode. Hopefully I didn't bore you all and this will be a uh, learning process as I go in it. But please, if you do take, uh, if you do in fact buy a reference shelf or you have a, a similar story about uh, your protesting experience, please share it. Share it by using, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, MyDoorBlue. Uh, you please use the hashtag homes for disabled that's homes capital h-o-m-e-s the number four and disabled with a capital d that's a hashtag i'm trying to use to get everybody to start talking about home ownership for people with disabilities and independent living i also have a website for my upcoming book my blue front door as i mentioned i uh, talk about my experience of buying a home and modifying it as a working individual and my website where you can find more information about the book is angela fox's books that's a-n-g-e-l-a-f-o-x books b-o-o-k-s dot com and of course i have a blog where i talk about other things that i do not mention here and that is my frontdoorsite.blog one word. Bye now.